You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. It's Wednesday, September 20th. I'm Zeke Robison. Today, high blood pressure is the world's biggest killer. Now there's a plan to tackle it. Once considered a disease of the affluent, hypertension now affects a third of all adults. The WHO wants nations to get organized to combat it. Make sure to listen to the end to find out what other Wired podcasts you can check out today. The World Health Organization is taking on the world's worst killer laying out its first plan to conquer hypertension, a level of high blood pressure that affects one in every three adults globally. That figure has doubled since 1990. It's now up to 1.3 billion people. High blood pressure might sound like a disease of rich nations, but in a report released today during the United Nations General Assembly, the WHO said that three-fourths of people living with hypertension reside in low- and middle-income nations. Nearly half of them have no idea they have the condition, which causes heart attacks, kidney disease, and stroke. Four-fifths of them, including both people with a diagnosis and others who have no idea they are affected, aren't getting adequate treatment to control it. If that could be improved, the agency said 76 million lives could be saved between now and the year 2050. There are some health issues in which we lack knowledge or effective tools. Tedros Adhanom Ghebreyesus, the WHO's director general, who has been open about controlling his own high blood pressure with medication, said in a briefing in New York City. Hypertension is not one of them. We have the tools. Every country can do more to use those tools. Technically, hypertension is the exacerbation of high blood pressure. A blood pressure monitor says two numbers, the pressure inside arteries when the heart beats, followed by the pressure between beats. The measurement of 120 over 80 millimeters of mercury indicating the movement of a column of mercury in the monitor, is considered ideal. When the first figure rises above 140 or the second nudges above 90, that's hypertension, the point at which the force of the blood can damage arteries and reduce the amount of oxygen reaching the heart. Blood pressure rises for a variety of reasons, which may be different around the world, eating a lot of salt, drinking alcohol, using tobacco, breathing polluted air, and not exercising. The remedies are simple, though not necessarily easy to scale. Fixing diets, providing affordable medications, and building out healthcare and information systems so that people can be diagnosed and monitored without a lot of effort on their part. The bottom line here is that the world's most deadly condition is also the most neglected. Tom Frieden, 
a former director of the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention and president and CEO of the health nonprofit Resolve to Save Lives, which collaborates with the WHO, said in a separate briefing earlier. For more than half a century, treatment of high blood pressure has been the standard of care in higher-income countries. It's way past time for it to become a standard of care for every person in the world. The WHO plan calls for countries to make controlling hypertension a government priority, something that health ministries write plans for and healthcare systems emphasize. The accompanying report offers Canada and South Korea as examples. Those countries got hypertension under control and more than half the people diagnosed with it. After that, the agency recommends uniform protocols for diagnosis and treatment uniform, down to the order in which to try certain drugs and the doses to use. It also outlines how to organize outreach workers and paraprofessionals to increase the number of people working on the problem while keeping costs down. Finally, it describes standards for governments buying the needed drugs, which are all inexpensive generics, and for creating data systems to track patients and treatments. Experts not affiliated with the WHO's project said the prevalence of hypertension around the globe is a clue that it is a disease of modernity. I'm from Uganda, and when I was growing up in the 80s, hypertension used to be considered a disease of the affluent. But that is no longer the case, says Annette Kirabo, an associate professor at Vanderbilt University Medical Center who leads a hypertension research project in Zambia. Africa is being westernized. Some of the diets that are prevalent here that contribute to hypertension and other cardiovascular diseases are common back there in sub-Saharan Africa also. While salt consumption is a major factor in the rise of high blood pressure, and may be particularly dangerous in black populations who share genetic mutations making them more sensitive to salt, other factors influence it as well. Some may be more common in emerging economy nations. Those range from losing access to traditional diets as people migrate to cities, to not being able to exercise safely, to being exposed to fine particulates from burning fossil fuels. This is very complex in developing countries, says Sanjay Rajagopalan, a cardiologist and director of the Cardiovascular Research Institute at the Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine. Urban migration, changes in food and culture, access to care, high levels of pollution, all of these are synergistic and result in much higher levels of hypertension. In its plan, the WHO makes the point that battling hypertension ought to be a priority for nations, not just out of compassion, but to save money as well. More than one-third of deaths from hypertension occur in people under age 70, meaning that their income is lost both to their families and as a contribution to a country's GDP. In one estimate cited by the agency, spending $1 on hypertension control covers $18 down the road. It may be a big ask, as the world comes out of COVID, to recommend that societies focus on another overwhelming health problem, but it may also be the right moment to do so. Though COVID killed almost 7 million people worldwide, diseases that are not caused by infectious organisms kill 41 million people every year. And unlike COVID, hypertension is neither a mystery nor a shock. The condition is well understood, and the drugs to treat it exist and are affordable. But as the new plan proposes, it has not been taken seriously enough. In general, non-infectious diseases have been neglected in the majority of the world, says Jean Buckman, a cardiologist who directs the program on global non-communicable disease and social change at Harvard Medical School. They've been treated as emerging problems when really they've been endemic problems for decades. Controlling hypertension, in other words, shouldn't take a program of discovery, just an effort of will. Make sure to check out our other Wired podcasts. 
Today in Wired Business, TikTok's shop has a snail slime problem. Checking in on Wired Science, here come the glow-in-the-dark houseplants. And on Wired Security, how Chinese spies infected dozens of networks with thumb drive malware. Listen to these stories and more at wired.com podcasts. Thanks for listening to Wired. Check back in tomorrow to hear more stories from wired.com. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.